Classical, everybody. Welcome back. I am Marsha. And I'm Katie. And you have joined us today for our very special and very sweaty because it is hot in here. And I don't know why. It's very warm. I mean, it could be the fact that we have hot mulled wine with us and the steam. I was hot before I got into the steam cave, though. (laughs) There's a steam cave in here. Yeah. But Merry Christmas, everyone. This is our Christmas special. It is. Um, So I hope that you cuddled up with either, you know, some eggnog or some mulled wine. Advoca. What's that? It's basically eggnog, but in a bottle. Tangent already. I know it's early, <laughs> but it is festive related. You know how Lidl um, likes to subvert all the names of its things so it doesn't get done mm. for like oh, yeah, yeah. branding. Yeah. Um, I saw one for eggnog. Egg liqueur. And I was like, that's that disgusting. Does, that does not sound good. <laughs> no, that hasn't worked out for you. That did not go well for you, Lidl. Call it egg grog. That is yeah. so much that better. That is so much better than egg liqueur. I was yeah. like, that sounds fucking nasty. God, I should go back to marketing and advertising. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Well, <laughs> I'd, dr- I'd drink Ed, gro- Ed, Ed, Ed Grog. No, I wouldn't drink Ed Grog. No, he, he's drink a bit groggy. i drink Grog. Yeah. But I ain't drinking egg liqueur. No, that sounds disgusting. Gross. Yeah. No. No. In France, a couple of times, I got on school trips, I got served egg soup, which is just like... Sorry, I just have to pause and remind everyone that. How privileged. How privileged. <laughs> um, a couple of times on, like, when we went to France on school trips. Yeah, just a couple of times. A couple of times. Um, but it's we served like, egg soup. It's like stock, and it just got a bit of, like, egg white, like, trailed through That sounds it. fucking disgusting. It is. It looks like someone's come in your stock. Nice. <laughs> like, I didn't ask for your stock in my stock. <laughs> Yeah, great. So, yeah. Um, who's in your family at Christmas this time? My mm. partner has strep throat. Marsha's got whooping cough. I, I have a Who's theory. Whooping cough. It's whooping cough, and it was one of those things I'd never really thought about. And I've got some pregnant friends at the moment, and one of them you get the vaccination for it when you're pregnant. And um, yeah, so she said to her partner, oh, "I need a whooping cough vaccination." Woo! And he like <laughs> lost it for ages, and he was like, "It's whooping cough," and she was like, "Well, it's spelled whooping. I don't know. I don't ever say it." And I thought that I mean. Clearly, I did not go to med school, but I thought it was whooping cough because it makes you <gasps> kind of whoop, yeah. yeah whoop, whoop yeah. cough. Yeah. Do you pr- are you producing hoops? <laughs> that is what I do. Do yeah. you have hoops? Do, do hoops come out of you? I'm hoping I'm over the worst hooping. But I did have a bit of a hoop earlier, but I'm over the worst hooping stage, and now they're just like that cuffs, and you are just going to be buddies for for a long while until the sun comes back Too and much. the days get warmer. You shall be ill. I'm thinking like I might actually see if I can get a whooping cough vaccination because I'm thinking that like every winter I tend to get like at least a at least a month, if not like a three month cough. And I'm like, do I get whooping cough every winter? Gross. <laughs> or is it one of these things? No, because COVID, I've had that a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So I might see if I can get like a vaccination. Yeah. Yeah. Different tangents. <laughs> like us. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you're snuggled up looking at a pretty Christmas tree with a nice drink of your choosing um, and perhaps a mince pie. We're looking at a clothes horse and each other's fucking mugs. Yeah, but we do have mulled wine to We keep do, it we do. And now that I've had a few sips and my palate has a line to it, it's actually quite nice. It's quite nice. So, Marsha, do you remember what was going on when we left off last episode? Wow. <laughs> this is something to ask the feverish one. <laughs> yes, they had just had dinner with the beavers. Mm-hmm. And have they noticed Ed is gone? I think they've noticed Ed is gone. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> no, he's still there. Oh, he's still there. Okay. Spoilers. Sorry, sorry. I thought they had. So. They are all cosy in the beaver's home and Mr B tells them how Tumnus was taken away for treason. Um, oh yeah, they were chatting about <clears throat> that and then earlier in it, the beaver was like, oh he is my mate, see he gave me this. Literally what I'm holding out to Katie, a dirty <laughs> tissue. Yeah. And, then and Lucy's like, that's mine, thank you. And the Ew. beaver's like, wow, I thought I was really going to have to sell that. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like, 
And the fact she grabs it back, like, it's yeah. dirty. Yeah, you gave it to him to use. And he had to wring it out multiple times. Don't touch it. Uh. It's full of disease and sadness. I came across, like, a little clip I did a while ago of our best bits, and it's got a bit from David Copperfield, and it's after David's been crying, I think when he's being taken away to school, and the guy who's, like, taking him, the one that ends up, like, marrying his family servant, um, yes. like, takes his dang, damp handkerchief, and he's like, we can dry it on the back of the horse. And he puts it on the ah. horse's bum, and you're like, I didn't remember renting my ass out for your soggy hankies, you prick. I know, I would kick Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so I was like, ah! Oh, it'd be so cold for Grace. Yeah. Like, ew, ew, and ew. It would definitely, as it dry, it would stick to my bits. So as they pulled it off, like, ow! hate you also i'm assuming they've got a relatively long journey the horse is probably sweating and then it's just like covered also, around by like wooden cart why are you putting it on my bum it's heated <laughs> dry quicker and then it was smell of horses and you're think of home actually that does sound quite nice the horse like i don't think it sounds nice <laughs> no i think and it's my ass at the end of the day <laughs> i'm gonna kick it off and i'm gonna shit on it do you want your shitty handkerchief david fuck you david fuck, fuck you. you and whatever the name was of the man who died with the tide anyway so they're talking about tannis yes but where he's where has he been taken to asked lucy well they were heading northwards when they were last seen and we all know what that means do we no <laughs> we don't mm. said susan Mr. Beaver. Oh, thanks, Susan. <laughs> She's quite rude, isn't she? But she was like the queen. Sorry, suppose, but you wouldn't fucking cross. Like, yeah. oh, she's so pretty. I've got more than just my looks, you cunt. Oh, sorry, Jesus. Susan. Jesus. Sorry. It's queen to you. Sorry, queen, your majesty. <laughs> sorry, your majesty. I'll have your head for that. Okay. okay. God. Should we lead them back to their wardrobe? Yeah. Lead her back. fucking mental. <laughs> she did a Khaleesi. She did Khaleesi. No. We don't. Sorry, Susan. <laughs> she pulled a knife. <laughs> and Edward went, hey, that's mine. <laughs> that's mine. I was just getting it ready. <laughs> Mr. Beaver shook his head and in a very gloomy fashion. I'm afraid it means that we'll be taking him to her house. But what will they do to him, Mr. Beaver? Gasped Lucy. Well, said Mr. Beaver, you can't exactly say for sure. But there's not many taken in there that ever comes out. Again, statues. All full of statues, they say it is. In the courtyard and up the stairs and in the hall. People she's turned. He paused and shuddered. Turned into stone. Mm-hmm. But Mr Beaver, said Lucy, can't we? I mean, we must do something to save him. It's too dreadful and it's all on my account. I don't doubt you'd um, save him if you could, dearie, said Mrs Beaver. But you've no chance of getting into the house against her will and ever coming out alive. Couldn't we have some... Oh... It's a fun word, Peter. I should have rehearsed this. Anyway, Peter's voice. Couldn't we have some stratagem? I mean... Oh, stratagem, yeah. Couldn't we dress up as something or pretend to be, oh, peddlers or anything or watch till she was gone out or, or, oh, hang it all. There must be some way... I kind of get him from like one point of view, like, okay, all I'm hearing are obstacles. I need solutions right now. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I'm like, Peter, you don't know. Peddlers might not even exist in this land, Peter. You don't know what you're dealing yeah. with. Also, though, this fool saved my sister at his own risk. What did he kidnap her and then decide not to? Was it really... Is it saving? No, he kidnapped her and then realised the reality of it over the theory is actually quite... Um, Intense. Yeah, gruelling and... Emotionally draining. There's another word. Fun. I thought I had it for a second. Exciting. Harrowing. Harrowing. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, and he wasn't words. ready to follow it through. So, yeah, just because he's too much of a wimp to follow through on his initial convictions. I, I mean, it worked out better for Lucy, but I don't think he needs to be praised. No, he saved my sister. No, he didn't. Did he? Susan's that like, I beg to differ. <laughs> yeah, and Edmund just, Susan and Edmund look into their drinks. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Uh-huh. Ruling this land will be interesting with you, Peter. <laughs> Edmund leans over to Susan like, should we bump him off? He's going to be a real shit king. I agree. I, I know, I know, I know. He's got like the attitude of pre-war where you know you're more trusting, but mm. you know, we grew up and like, you know, the blitz was going on and stuff and uh, I call bullshit. I call bullshit on uh-huh. him. It's because he's not having to go fight in the war. <laughs> yeah. We signed him up. I already did. <laughs> Aslan, just you wait. <laughs> so, um, with that, um, the kind of like establishment that, you know, the only chance Mr. Tumnus has is Aslan. And they're like, Whew, 
felt something in my pants. Yeah. Who's this, this Haslan? Oh. But Edmund, when he hears the name, he gets a sense of dread because he's a traitor does and he a get, cunt. Does he get an anal rumble? He gets an anal rumble. Everyone else gets a, gets a little mini orgasm. <laughs> does everyone yeah. hear the anal rumble and does everyone have to go, ooh, my tummy? So it's just digesting the fresh fish. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all rumbles are so rude. It's like, hey, I was holding in the floor for a reason. There's company around. <laughs> like, oh, are you hungry? Guess so. <laughs> oh. I think we spoke about anal rumbles last time. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, yes, they're talking about Aslan and um, they're kind of, you know, they're realising that this guy's, you know, he's, he's a big old cheese on the scene. He hasn't been around for a while, but they're like... Yeah, he's legit. But is... Is he a man? Asked Lucy. Aslan, a man. Said Sorry, Mr. I hate this when you don't know about something and you're like, well, is it this? <laughs> Ridiculous. I, I don't know anything you can't. <laughs> Tell me. Susan's response. <laughs> Literally. I don't know anything you can't. I don't know anything you can't. Tell me. <laughs> Aslan, a man, said Mr. Beaver sternly. Certainly not. I tell you, he is the king of the wood and the son of the great emperor beyond the sea. Don't you know who is the king of beasts? Aslan is a lion. The lion, the great lion. Oh, said Susan. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather <coughs> nervous about meeting a lion. Is that Lucy or Susan? That's Susan. Oh, yeah, yeah. That you will, dearie, and no mistake, <laughs> says Mrs. Beaver. Brilliant. You will, dearie, you will all be nervous. He's fucking terrified. This is more than just general social anxiety. He's a fucking lion. Like, if he wanted to... He would kill you with one's fell swoop. That happens in uh, uh, the silver chair when uh, Jill Pole is like, do you eat girls? And he's like, I've swallowed up girls, boys and men. Not women, though. She's the line of women. <laughs> then maybe he does say women. Sexy. <laughs> I swallow things. They're sexy. I'm something else, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't swallow women. Fuck them. <laughs> There's a picture in a bit. So you know how um, Aslan's always depicted as proper liony walking on all fours, really? Yeah. There's a picture in a bit with him walking with his hands behind his back. He's been hanging out with the pigs from Animal Farm. It's really weird. Aslan illustrations in this are really weird. I love that. Like, it. they're not evoking, like, noble, stern, stoism, nothing like that. It's just, like... You know, like when you yeah. have like a um, when you have a Barbie, yeah, and you push her face in slightly, and she looks really weird. Yeah, he looks like that. I swear, there's a bit at the start of the last battle where someone has got a lion skin and they're pretending to be Aslan, and they're like, but he's standing all wrong, and it's all creepy and weird. Well, that sounds like these fucking illustrations. We'll get there. You will yeah. get your reaction for an illustration. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, she's quite nervous about meeting a lion. That you will, dearie, and no mistake, <laughs> said Mrs. Beaver. If there's anyone who can appear before Aslan without their knees knocking, they're either braver than most or else just silly. Then he isn't safe, said Lucy. Safe, said Mr Beaver. Don't you hear what Mrs Beaver tells you? He's a fucking lion! Of course he's not safe! <laughs> you disemboweled my cousin. What's a dick, though? What's a dick? I mean, just horrific to wash. Watch. <laughs> and wash. And wash. The what? sheet's never recovered. <laughs> who's, who's Why anything? do you think I'm sewing all this? I'm redoing all my family's bedding. <laughs> who said anything about safe of course he isn't safe but he is good he's the king i tell you oh i'm longing to meet him said peter even if i do feel frightened when it comes to the point that's right son of adam said mr beaver bringing his paw down on the table with a crash sorry that's right son of adam oh sorry <laughs> and so you shall word has been sent that you <coughs> are to meet him tomorrow if you can at the stone table where's that i'll show you said mr beaver Thanks. Okay. So, you know, they're chatting, getting quite excited about um, Aslan for a while. And we've got a plan. We've got a plan. We're going to go meet Aslan You'll at the stone table. Out. You know the way. And he's going to fix everything. Cool. Sounds great. Um, but, however, doo -doo 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 -doo, they're talking for a little while longer. And then Lucy suddenly looks around and says, I say, where's Edmund? There was a dreadful pause. And then everyone began asking, who saw him last? How, how long has he been missing? Is he outside? And they all rushed to the door and looked She's out. She's having a shit. Can a boy not take a shit in peace? Do your fucking mind? <laughs> the snow was falling thickly and steadily. The green ice of the pool had vanished under a thick white blanket. And from where the little house stood in the centre of the dam, you could hardly see either bank. 
Out they went, plunging well over their ankles into the soft new snow, and went round the house in every direction. Edmund! Edmund! they called till they were hoarse, but the silently falling snow seemed to muffle their voices, and there was not even an echo in answer. <gasps> oh, how perfect! Lee Dreadful! <laughs> perfect! Lee Dreadful. Lee Dreadful, said Susan, as they at last came back in despair. Oh, how I wish we'd never come. Rude. <laughs> You're welcome for dinner, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Obviously, this wasn't ideal, but I've got a feeling in the minute Mr. Beavers came back. Look, I always knew it was a robin. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth do we do, Mr. Beaver, said Peter. Do, said Mr. Beaver. <laughs> Celebrate. <laughs> I think the words you're looking for are, you're welcome. Yeah, he's gone. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, do, said oh, Mr. Yeah. Beaver. That's the words I'm looking for. You're looking for thank you, and I say you're welcome. Shut up. Well, I'm also thankful, because he was annoying. Yeah. Um, do, said Mr. Beaver, who was already putting on his snow boots. Do, we must be off at once. We haven't a moment to spare. We've been divided into four search parties. Um, oh, sorry, no, I read that wrong. <laughs> We'd better divide into four parties, <coughs> said Peter, um, and all go in different directions. Whoever finds him first must come back here at once and search parties, son of Adam, said Mr. Beaver. What for? Like, to look for a brother. Edmund, he's missing. Like, what do you think we're doing? <laughs> Celebrating. There's no point looking for him, said Mr. Beaver. What do you mean, said little Susan. He can't be far away yet, and we've got to find him. What do you mean when you say there's no use looking for him? The reason there's no use looking, said Mr. Beaver, is that we know already where he's gone. Everyone stared at him in amazement. Don't you understand, said Mr. Beaver. He's gone to her, the White Witch. He has betrayed us all. <laughs> See, that was a bit intense. So, um, they are now establishing that he's gone to the White Witch. It's going to take them a little, it's going to take yeah. him a little while to get to her house. As soon as he gets to her house, he'll say that they're at the Beaver's Dam. The, she'll be there in... 20 minutes yeah. with her sleigh. I realise why they chose beavers, because if they were like, you know, foxes or rabbits, you'd be like, we'll just hightail it over after him and just be like, oh, you can't. Let's have a little chat about this portrayal shit. But he's like, I'm a beaver. I'm not very fast. <laughs> you think I can go after him? You've seen this tail? You've seen these feet? You've seen this waddle? <laughs> well, why don't you go after him? Oh, come on, please. <laughs> Bitch, please. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I'm a beaver. <laughs> so they run back into the house, now in a state of panic, knowing that once the witch gets there, they're all dead. So they have to Jesus. get fucking going. And they've got like 20 minutes before she could arrive. Oh my God. And in the BBC version, Mrs. Beaver is mum. Turns page dramatically. <laughs> we'll get that in a minute. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forget that we have a little interlude. Edmund's on his walk. Mm-hmm. And the snow's been falling down fast and he's been... He forgot his coat as well. So he's a little oh. fucking muggins, that kid. Um, so he forgot his coat. So he was soaked through by the time he got to the house um, between the two hills. Uh, he took a little break at one point and the sky kind of cleared up and it stopped snowing. And to be honest, if it hadn't done that, he probably would have died. Mm. Um, just to be dramatic. So he finally gets to the house and he's standing outside and it's sort of... It's, it's eerie moonlight. It's quite mm. creepy. And he's a bit like... Mm. I'm not sure how also, I feel about this. Because um, Mr. Beaver was like, there's no point, he's gone to her, we need to go. If they find out that Edmund had died in the storm and then Peter's like, no point going, is there? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My brother is dead. He froze. <laughs> Couldn't have followed his tracks, could we? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know where the Queen lives. We could have picked him up. We could have warmed him up. He could have lived. Mr. Beaver. Mr. Beaver. You've killed my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a different story. But doesn't that sound good? It does. So, as he's looking at the house, he's almost tempted to turn back because the house looks pretty damn scary. <laughs> um, but it was too late to think of turning back now. He crossed the river on the ice and walked up to the house. There was nothing stirring. Did he ever slip on his butt? No, he was, he was solid. He, he sorted it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> he walked... Uh, I bet he did slip on his butt, but then he told C.S. Lewis not to put it in the book. Don't put it in. It makes me sound <laughs> yeah. Um There was nothing stirring. Not even a mouse. <laughs> um, not the slightest sound anywhere. Even his own feet made no noise on the deep, newly fallen snow. He walked on and on, past corner after corner of the house, and past turret after turret to find the door. He had to go round to the far side before he found it. It was a huge arch, but the great iron gate stood wide open. Yeah, welcome. Edmund, welcome. 
Edmund crept up the arch and looked inside into the courtyard. And there he saw a sight that nearly made him and his heart stop beating. Just inside the gate, with the moonlight shining on it, stood an enormous lion, crouched as if it were ready to spring. Edmund stood in the shadows of the arch, afraid to go on and afraid to go back, with his knees knocking together. He stood there so long that his teeth would have been chattering with cold, even if they had not been chattering with fear. How long they really lasted, I don't know, but it, it seemed to Edmund to last for hours. For ten minutes? Then at last, he began to wonder why the lion was standing so still, for it hadn't moved one inch since he first set eyes on it. Edmund now ventured a little nearer, still keeping in the shadows of the arch as much as he could. He now saw from the way the lion was standing that it couldn't have been looking at him at all. But supposing it turns its head, thought Edmund. In fact, it was staring at something, namely a dwarf, stood with his back to it about four feet away. Aha, thought Edmund. When it springs at the dwarf, then will be my chance to escape. But still, the lion never moved, nor did the dwarf. And now at last, Edmund remembered what other people had said about the white witch turning people into stone. <gasps> So it's a stony lion. I bet you wish he'd remembered that early, but I'm standing here fucking ages. He's just sort of looking at his watch like, it has been two and a half hours. Mm, yeah. <sighs> 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 fucking hell. So, um, so yeah, he goes up to the lion. He's sort of like, oh, so that's the end of all their fine ideas about Aslan, is it? Ooh, who's afraid of Aslan? Because, you know, was there for the Aslan conversation being a lion, so mm. I guess he assumes. Um, and he stood there gloating over the stone lion, and presently he did something very silly and childish. He took a stump of lead pencil out of his pocket and scribbled a moustache on the lion's upper lip and then a pair of spectacles on its eyes. Okay, then he said, Yeah, silly old Aslan, how do you like being a stone? You thought yourself mighty fine, didn't you? But in spite of the scribbles on the face of the great stone beast, still looked so terrible and sad and noble, staring up into the moonlight, that Edmund didn't really get any fun out of jeering at it. He turned away and began to cross the courtyard. It was a weird flex, Edmund. It was a really weird flex. It was really weird. Morgan's just on the step like, that kid's weird. (laughs) Just like, oh, I'm going to talk to that kid. No, I'm going to let this uh, Peter out. (laughs) No, he's talking to the statue. He's drawing on the statue. Mm -hmm. He's laughing at at the statue. He looks sad at the statue. (laughs) (laughs) Just walks up. Well, that was weird. (laughs) When you turn around and there's someone watching you like, yep. But you're embarrassed. Yeah, I would be. That was a whole weird situation you just did. Yeah, it turns around. Well, that was weird. Well, that was strange. <laughs> so, as he comes up to the steps, he sees that something is lying across them. Across the threshold lay a great wolf. It's all right. It's all right, he kept saying to himself. It's only a stone wolf. It can't hurt me. And he raised his leg to step over it. Instantly, the huge creature rose, <gasps> all the hair bristling along its back. Oh, you shit. Opened a great red mouth and said in a growling voice, Who's there? Who's there? Stand still, stranger. I'm falling over, sir. I'm falling down the steps, sir. I'm shat. <laughs> I would shit. I would definitely fall down the stairs. I would definitely wee. Yeah. <laughs> Off I go. And tell me who you are. If you please, sir. My way is very cold. <laughs> yeah. I bet it's warm, actually. If you please, sir. That's borderline arousing. <laughs> God, that's nice. Oh, no, it's going cold now. Cold, 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 cold. Um, if you please, sir, said Edmund, trembling so that he could hardly speak. My name is Edmund, and I'm the son of Adam that her m- majesty met in the woods the other day. And I've come to bring her the news that my br- brother and sisters are now in Narnia, quite close, in the beaver's house. She, she wanted to see them. I will tell Her Majesty, said the wolf. Meanwhile, stand still on the threshold as you value your life. Then it vanished into the house. Edmund stood and waited, his fingers aching with cold and his heart... Urine dripping down both legs. (laughs) And his heart pounding in his chest. And presently, the grey wolf, Morgrim, the chief of the witch's secret police. But everyone seems to know about it, so it's not that secret. (laughs) Exactly. Everyone knows. Yeah, and that's like her main, like, threatening strategy. Yeah. So she wants people to know. She Hence why people. she left a note at Mr. <laughs> Tumnus's. Hence why they have a publicity a campaign. Her. They get someone new on the market. They have team. a literal call to action on their <laughs> Someone on the um, marketing campaign, like, they get the, in- the interns just like, 
I think we need to take the word secret out. But it makes us sound so scary. It's so cool. It's stupid. (laughs) It makes us sound stupid. (laughs) The chief of the witches, not so secret police, um, came bounding back and said, Come in, come in, fortunate favourite of the queen. Mm. Or else, not so fortunate. Does he say that behind his back, though? That's what they do in the BBC. Well, well, it's just a dash, who knows. But yeah, I love that line, Mm -hmm. or else. That's so fortunate. I <laughs> oh, just like, sorry, Morgrim, the chief of the witch's secret police, or else. That's so secret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I come, your majesty, said Edmund, rushing eagerly forward. How dare you come alone, said the Jesus. witch in a terrible voice. Did I not tell you to bring the others with you? Please, your majesty, said Edmund. I've done my best. Um, I've brought them quite close. They're in the little house. It's quite close here. Is it fuck? Do I have to go get them? Yes, I do. You suck. Yeah, exactly. Is it one more thing on my to-do list? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so they're, they're right with Mr. and Mrs. Beaver. A slow, cruel smile came over the witch's face. Mm-hmm. Is this all your news? She asked. No, your majesty, said Edmund. I drew a picture of a butterfly. <laughs> I, I wet myself. <laughs> Do you have any clean, dry trousers? Your, your police dog was not a stone and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Do you have a bathroom I could use in a hot shower? Is that, is that what you want to use? Well, no, I shat. <laughs> Ew. Do you wet yourself? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. It's really scary. And to be fair, his location in that sense was secret. So I will give you that. <laughs> I did think he was made of stone. Yeah. And then he snapped at my balls. Morgan like, oh my God, is that what landed on me? <laughs> yeah, is that what's all over me? Oh my God. Did you weigh on me? <laughs> Look at it, shit in your mouth, mate. <laughs> Why did you jump at me while I was standing over you? You knew that was a risk. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't you like announce yourself? I was having a nap. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I know, funny. Well, who's laughing now? You got wee on you. <laughs> Good taste. <laughs> you really gotta drink more water. <laughs> yeah, we're surrounded by snow. Just lick some snow. It's wrong with you. We were decorating um Christmas cakes at work, and I had Cute. some like pastel coloured icing things that were for something else but one of the residents wanted to use it and he was using the yellow one and doing like a trail around it and I was like oh Peter did no one tell you not to judge the yellow snow and he was like what and I was like you don't get it. you know I thought he was doing it on purpose and I was like Peter's yeah. funny <laughs> that would have been funny that's <laughs> nice, pretty yeah hmm. yellow and snow now no 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 he was just like what like, you don't know anyway. you don't know but it's hilarious uh-huh. <clears throat> Um, so yes, he's wet himself. Um, but then he also says, um, that he also tells her that Aslan is back. What? Aslan, cried the queen. Aslan, is this true? If I find you've lied to me, please, I am only repeating what they said, stammered And it is proper hearsay at this point. It is. But the queen, who was no longer attending to him, clapped her hands. Instantly, the small dwarf, whom Edmund had, um, seen with her before, appeared. Make ready our sledge, ordered the witch, and use the harness Without bells. This is no jolly occasion. I really thought you were going to say, like, and use, like, the spurred whip or something to get them to go quicker. They're like, without bells. This is not jolly. This is not a jolly jump. Yeah. We're on a mission. We're on a mission. Let's be quiet. So, back with the beavers. The children are very anxious to get away. But Mrs. Beaver... Take it off the top. It's too hot, guys. Mrs. Beaver does not understand the urgency of the situation. Mrs. Beaver is mum. So they run back in like, fuck, we've got 20 minutes. And, you know, like... At our, best. And then I was like, our track's going to be in the snow, so we need to get as far away as possible in 20 minutes. And she's like, cool. Just getting, like, some snacks together. And they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, look, all I'm saying is that when we get to our destination, who's going to be hungry and turning to me asking for food? Yeah, she's and got a point. She does have a point. But um, at the same time, we're going to die. Like, we might be hungry. We're just all going to have to deal with that. Literally, like, picky moments, baby girl. What? doing mrs beaver exclaimed susan packing a load for each of us dearie said mrs beaver very coolly you didn't think we'd set out on a journey with nothing to eat did you <laughs> but we haven't time said susan buttoning the collar of her coat she may be say, here buttering and- a piece of- <laughs> <laughs> time. well you're eating right now a little less snacking a little more helping my dear a little less snacking a little more packing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, then we'll get on the road. I'm going to use that on Dad. (laughs) Yes, very good. 
I want that on a sign. A little more packing. A, a little, little more packing. packing. <laughs> Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Buttoning her coat. Uh, um, so yeah, Mr. Beaver's like, come along, get along with um, get along with you all, said his wife. Think it over, Mr. Beaver. She can't be here for a quarter of an hour at least. But don't we want as big a head start as we possibly can get, said Peter, if we're to reach the stone table before her. You've got to remember that. Sorry, you've got to remember that, Mrs. Beaver, said Susan. As soon as she looks in here and finds that we're gone, she'll be off at top speed. Ah, she will, said Mrs. Beaver. But we can't get there before her, whatever we do, for she'll yeah. be on a sledge and we'll be walking. She's got a point. And you're little kids and we're beavers. I know, I am a beaver last I'm time I checked. Then we have no hope. Now, don't get um, fussing, there's a dear, said Mrs. Beaver. But just get a half a dozen clean handkerchiefs out of that drawer. Of course, um, of course we've got hope. We can't get there before her, but we can get there with snacks. Uh, well, quite, quite, yes. Uh, um, but we can keep undercover and go by ways she won't expect. And perhaps we'll get through. I mean, she does have a very She has got point. a point, yeah. Everyone else is losing their heads. And, she's and, like, and now I get her a bit more like, no, we're not going to beat her, but we can get there undetected if you let me fucking pack. If we have food. <laughs> yes. It's winter out there. What are you going to eat? Yeah. Snow? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Toasties. <laughs> Toasties. You don't have a toasty maker, Mr. Beaver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Fishes. <laughs> Fishies. Um, uh, what was I going to say? There's this um, couple that started like popping up in my like suggested reels on Instagram and the wife is ADHD and um, they're like talking about uh, the ones that popped up for me, like her different perception of time. Mm-hmm. And so the husband is like, okay, your flight is at 2 p.m., Talk me through your journey and um, your like packing process. Um, it's at two p.m. tomorrow, and she's like, okay, so two p.m. So um, he, she, he's like, it's from Heathrow. She's like, right. So we live thirty-five minutes from Heathrow. So they say you have to be two at there two hours before, but you don't really. You only need to be there an hour before. And he's like. You do have to be there two hours before. She's like, not really, though. So she was like, so 35 minutes. So we have to leave here at, let's say, 12.30. And then, you know, that gets me there for... Um, or then she's like, so leave here at 12.30. And I was like, so you're already, like, within, like, your hour window by five minutes. But anyway, she doesn't notice that. And then she's like, so packing. Um, I probably would set an alarm to start packing at 12. Book an Uber for 12.30. And he was like, just hearing this is giving me such bad anxiety. Oh, my God, that's stressing me the fuck And he's out. like, you honestly think you are going to pack in half an hour? And she's like, yeah. And she was like, um, high risk, high reward. He's like, what's the reward? She's like, I got a lion. <laughs> and he was like, at what cost? And he was like, right. I just need to break this down a little bit. One, it's going to take you longer, half an hour to pack. Two, we live 35 minutes from Gatwick, not from Heathrow. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> He's like, three, going divorced. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would pack the night before. Yeah. And I would probably, I mean, I'm more the other extreme where I'm that person sort of like, in actuality, I'm very fun, relaxed, and f- interesting. <laughs> and it's just sort of there, like, gets the apple four hours early. <laughs> well, we're not going to miss the flight, are we? No, exactly. Yeah. And I have been caught in traffic before on the way to the airport. I mean, the parking's always weird, traffic, mm. then it's like, it's confusing. And then it's sometimes... nice to get some food in the airport, have yeah. a mooch. Have a mooch, yeah. I just Then, like, you know, it's like your gate is actually like a 45 minute oh, walk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and they announce it like, oh, um, you've got 10 minutes to board. Lol, joke, it's a 45 minute walk. And you're like, you fucking cunts. And then you get there and everyone's just like super chill and you're like, <sighs> And then you're caught in the weird position where people are queuing, but people are also sitting and you're like, what do I do? I do in that situation, if it's all pre-booked seating, tend to sit and then just walk up right at the end. But then the only issue with that is, is if everyone has carry-on and uh, they've taken up all the room in like the overhead lockers and then yours has to go in the hold. That is a bit of a bugger. Anyway, we're on a huge tangent. Right? Yeah. Um, Mrs. Beaver's on our side. Though. Yeah, yeah, she is. Just take a minute. Yeah, take a minute. Um, that's true enough, Mrs. Beaver, said her husband. But it's time we are out of this situation. And don't you start fussing either, Mr. Beaver, <laughs> said his wife. There, that's better. There's five loads and the smallest for the smallest of us. That's you, my dear, she added, looking at Lucy. Oh, do please come on, said Lucy. <laughs> oh, please hurry the fuck up, miss. Well, now, I'm nearly ready. 
answered Mrs. Beaver, at last allowing her husband to help her into her snow boots. I suppose the sewing machine's too heavy to bring. Yes, it is, said <laughs> Mr. Beaver. A great deal too heavy. And you don't and you don't think you'll be able to use it while we're out on the run, I suppose. I can't abide the thought of the witch fiddling with it, said <laughs> Mrs. Beaver, and breaking it or stealing it, as likely as not. Oh, please, please, please do hurry up, said the three children. And so at last they all got outside and Mr. Beaver locked the door. It'll delay her a bit, he said. Mm. And they set off, all carrying their loads over their shoulders. I kind of see what Mrs. Beaver was getting at, because with a bit more time, I'm like, okay, we won't take it, but I'm going to take it outside and bury it, where she won't find it. But she can't find us! (laughs) (laughs) What's that from? It's Mm. drifting further from my mind. We'll come back to that one. It's the first Harry Potter. We're going away! Far away! Yeah. When he can't find us! Daddy's gone mad, hasn't he? Yeah. That's it, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's a brilliant quote. And they can't find us! Okay. So, I just like this bit. So, they're walking for hours mm. in the night, and it's freezing, it's cold. And then, the moon disappeared, and the snow began to fall once more. Sorry, do the kids have better shoes? Because surely they're just in, like, you know, little Oh, yeah, they've got cold feet. <laughs> cold feet that's just the reality of the situation yeah, probably cold. blisters too yeah and wet through mm. we got frostbite and at last Lucy was so tired that she was almost asleep and walking at the same time and when suddenly she found that Mr Beaver had turned away from the riverbank to the right and was leading them steeply uphill into the very thicket, um, thickest bushes and then as she came fully awake she found that Mr Beaver was just vanishing into a little hole in the bank which had been almost hidden under the bushes into um until you were quite on top of it. In fact, by the time she realised what was happening, only his short, flat tail was showing. Lucy immediately stooped down and crawled in after him. Then she heard noises of scrabbling and puffing and panting behind her, and in a moment, all five of them were inside. Wherever is this? said Peter's voice, sounding tired and pale in the darkness. A pale voice. Interesting. (laughs) Where's this? (laughs) I hope you know what I mean by a, a voice sounding pale. Does it say that? Yeah. Lol. Oh, yeah. Lewis Carroll. Lewis- no, it's not Lewis Carroll. C.S. Yes, Lewis. Lewis, yeah. Um, this fucking banter, isn't it? Like, <laughs> and you, you know. <laughs> it's got weird little sides. Um, it's, an old, it's an old hiding place for beavers in bad times, said Mr. Beaver, and a great secret. It's not much of a place, but we must get a few hours sleep. If you hadn't all been in such a plaguey fuss when we were starting, I'd have brought some pillows, said Mrs Beaver. Mrs Beaver, this is no time to assign blame. Yeah, there's other things going on. Yeah. It wasn't nearly such a nice cave as Mr Tumnus's. All right. Just a hole in the ground, but dry and earthy. It was very small, so that when they all lay down, they were all a bundle of clothes together. And well, that's what, good, you've got no pillows. Yeah, and what with that being warmed up by their long walk, um, they were really rather snug. Oh. Only the floor of the cave had been a little smoother. Then Mrs Beaver handed round in the dark a little flask of which everyone drank something. It made one cough and splutter a little and stung the throat, but it also made you feel deliciously warm after you swallowed it. Everyone mm. went straight to sleep. Mm. Mm. So we're going to need a nighttime wee. Yeah. <coughs> They should have really established that earlier. They should have. So next morning, mm. wake up, and it's cold. Daylight is peering in, it's like creeping in through the hole. Creepy. <laughs> Creepy daylight. And there is the sound of jingling bells. But she didn't put the bells on. Well, they don't know that. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Beaver was out of the cave like a flash the moment he heard it. Perhaps you think, um, as Lucy thought for a moment, that this was a very silly thing to do, but it was really a very sensible one. He knew he could scramble to the top of the bank um, among the bushes and brambles without being seen, and he wanted above all things to see which way the witch's the witch sled went. Which way the witch witch watch? Which way does the witch watch witch? <laughs> above all things to see which way the witch's sledge went. God, try saying that on your drive. I want to say it. Where is it? Can't see it upside down. Um, to see, to see, to see which, which way the witch's sledge went. To see which way the witch's sledge went. To see which way the witch's sledge went. To see which way the witch's sledge went. Oh, that, that, that is, is a tricky one. That is hard. That is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is hard. That is hard. <laughs> so cool. Um, they waited nearly five minutes. Then they heard something that frightened them very much. They heard... Oh, thought Lucy. He's been seen. She's caught him. 
Great was the, their surprise when a little later they heard Mr. Beaver's voice calling to them from just outside the cave. It's all right, he shouted. Come out, Mrs. Beaver. Come out, sons and daughters of Adam. Come out, humans. <laughs> they went scrambling up the bank and then they saw Mr. Beaver with a knife to his throat. He was a traitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Um... Come on, cried Mr. Beaver, We're almost, who was almost dancing with delight. Come and see. This is a nasty knock for the witch. It looks as if her power is already crumbling. What do you mean, Mr. Beaver? panted Peter, as they all scrambled up the steep bank of the valley together. Didn't I tell you, answered Mr. Beaver, that she'd made it always winter and never Christmas? Didn't I tell you? Well, just come and see. And then they, they were all at the top and, and did see. It was a sledge. And it was reindeer with bells on their oh, harnesses. Cool. But they were far bigger than the witch's reindeer. And they were not white, but brown. And on the sledge Oosh. sat a person whom everyone knew the moment they set eyes on him. They need to be bigger because Father Christmas is bigger. Not being fat phobic, but just fat. Just fat. Just He's fat bigger. facts. Yeah, just fat facts. He's bigger than the white witch. They need a bit more girth to be able to put him. He was a huge man in a bright red robe, bright as holly berries, oh. with a hood that had fur inside and a great white beard that fell like... Hey, my piece of paper's covering it. Like a foamy waterfall over his chest. Everyone knew him because, although you see people of his sort only in Narnia, you see pictures of them and hear and talk about them, even in our world. Like world, aliens. Yeah. Like aliens. this side of the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when you really see them in Narnia, it is rather different. Some of the pictures of Father Christmas in our world make him look only funny and jolly. But now that the children actually stood looking at him, they didn't feel um, quite like that. He was so big and so glad and so real that they all became quite still. They felt very glad, but also solemn. <laughs> it's just... That's a lot to feel. I'm going to... I want to cry about it? Like, that's quite a lot to process when you're eight. I, I, like, I feel this is how they felt in the therapy sessions they went to when they were adults and not functioning so yeah. well. <laughs> and now, said Father Christmas, for your presence, there is a new and better sewing machine for you, Mrs. Beaver. I'll drop it in your house as I pass. If you please, sir, said Mrs. Beaver. And making... as long as the White Witch has already been and gone, like, you're not dropping off something nice and oh, new for a tonight. She got that last night. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um... And for you, Mr. Beaver, when you get home, you will find your dam finished and mended, all the leaks stopped, and a new sluice gate fitted. Mr. Beaver was so pleased that he opened, his, sorry. he opened his mouth so very wide and then found he couldn't say anything Aww. at all. Is the sluice gate, like, the sewage run? I have no idea. Because the sluice room at work is a mysterious room and just I know is just I know is gross things go on in there. Just I know is gross things happen. I, I, I presume that's where they wash like bedpans and that kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. So it's sluice gate. That's to clean out the toilet, I presume. Nice. I'll look it up, but I, I think... I mean, I'd want that to be fixed. That'd also, be a priority. And also, I feel like when um, Father Christmas was like listing all the things he fixed, it was also kind of like backhanded, like, and the leaks are done. And I finished this. <laughs> And the sluice gate. Welcome, Mrs. So Beaver. you can't all smell your own shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's getting round to that. It's getting it's on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter, Adam's son, said Father Christmas. Here, sir, said Peter. These are your presents, um, was the answer. And they are tools, not toys. The time to use them is perhaps near at hand. Bear them well. With these words, he handed him to Peter a shield and a sword. Susan, Eve's daughter, said Father Christmas. These are for you. And he handed her a bow and a quiver full of arrows and a little ivory horn. You must use the the bow only in great need, for I do not mean you to fight in the battle. It does not easily miss. What? I'm sorry, what? It does not easily miss. And when you put this horn to your lips and blow it, then, wherever you are, I think help of some kind will come to you. You think or you know? I could do with a little that's, more certainty here. That's not here. very certain and that's not very reassuring. Yeah. I think someone will be along. I mean, someone will probably hear you. It's quite loud. It's quite loud. You, you look like, you got a... like you're with a group. Yeah, you look like you've got healthy lungs on you. Yeah. Give it a blow. See what happens. Yeah, give it two. Yeah. I mean, if things are that bad, what's the harm it could do? It might like, scare him. might scare him. It might give you hope in your dying moment. <laughs> yes, go. Have you seen that bit in Titanic with Kate Winslet? No? No, it's a bit after your time. <laughs> it's 
going to be great. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> you make it that far. Um, and last of all, he said, Lucy, Eve's daughter. And Lucy came forward. He gave her a little bottle my of My mum is Helen. My mum's called Helen. <laughs> he gave her a little bottle of what um, looked like glass. But people said afterwards that it was made of diamond. Wow. A small dagger. So that was genuine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm a flip that in the market. Yeah, exactly. That's got some work, yeah. Lucy. Lucy, you've probably done the best out of this. Yeah. I don't know, a full sword and um bow. I can think of the word. <laughs> Did you even say the right word? Shield. <laughs> She like, did the. She mimed a shield and went bone. I couldn't think of the right word. <laughs> you still didn't get there. I just like enjoyed the miming holding a shield for an audio audience. Yeah. Like, this has not helped anyone. And they didn't even give you the right word. But, you know, good job. Good job all around. In this bottle, he said, there is a cordial made of the juice of one of the fireflies that grow right. in the mountains of the sun. Fire fires. Fire flowers. Ah, oh, okay. Um, if you or any of One of the firefighters from the sun. Firefighters. Wow, that's a big fire. What do we call it? Firefighter. <laughs> it's a sun firefighter. Fire Why is it? Fire. Why do you say it twice? Because it's really fucking fiery. He's it, real hot. <laughs> um, if you or any of your friends is hurt, a few drops of this will restore them. And the dagger is to defend yourself at great need, for you also are not to be in the battle. Again, you sound very certain about Lucy's things. Everything else is like, you might need them, Peter, sooner than you think. And Susan, well, give it a bash. <laughs> you might be right. Lucy, you are not to die. Yeah. You are you're the heroine of this story. You, you are, are the a vibe. point. In time to come, Marsha Bevan will have her middle name named after you. So you can't die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, why, sir, said Lucy, I think, I don't know, but I think I could be brave enough. That is not the point, he said. <laughs> but battles are ugly when women fight. And now, he said suddenly, less grave, here is something for the moment for you all. And he brought out, I suppose from the big bag um, at his back, but nobody quite saw him do it, a large tray containing five cups and saucers, Yay! a bowl of sugar lumps, a jug of cream, and a great big teapot, all sizzling and piping hot. Then he cried out, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, sir! But you were a bit sexist. Uh, so... Battles are ugly when women fight in them, but when men fight in them, oh, they're majestic. And what about children, <coughs> sir? Piped up Peter. You are a man now. I'm 13. Mm. Have you, have you not had an erection yet? Well, I saw Aslan earlier and it just came on. Yeah, exactly. Susan fell it too. Shut up. Shut up. I know. It's disgusting. <laughs> so that was the Christmas time, guys. That was the Christmas time. We like the Christmas time. I mean, we've got a little bit more, but should we pour us and order a pizza? Yeah, guys, um, we're going to order a pizza, and then by the time we wrap up, maybe pizza will be here. Completely forgot where that's left off. So, yes, Christmas, they've got some And uh, Guys, they, they want to know, the pizza is successfully ordered. We are yes. getting garlic pizza bread as a side. It's going to be great. Deliveroo, your order is in the kitchen. Oh, oh yeah. How exciting. Anyway, so... We've just had a lovely little Christmas moment. Mm-hmm. Um, they so I miss. Were they only given tea, or was there a breakfast sitch? They they were only given tea, but don't worry, Mrs. Beaver brought bread and the bread knife. Okay, so and Father them. Christmas knew that, and he knew the bread would go off. Yeah, so he's brought that. So yeah, he brought okay. the tea. She brought bread. They have like ham sandwiches, like which is less for vibe, mm. for sure. But I mean, would a beaver eat ham? No. Yeah, questionable. Anyway, mm. is it actually ham sandwiches? It doesn't matter. <laughs> what a mercy I thought of bringing the bread knife. I mean, that's a good weapon as well, Mrs. Beaver. I am behind you 100%. Exactly. Cheese sandwiches with pickle. That's what I'm going to imagine. Yeah. Brie sandwiches with cranberry. Oh, yeah, no, that's a Christmassy vibe. That's what I have. That's what I had yeah. for lunch today. Nice. Nice. In tiger bread baguette. Oh, my God. That sounds great. Yes. I want that. With some Christmas hummus on the side. Mm. Mm. I've got, like, I'm at that stage of the cold. I'm like, I must just feed constantly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I might get something like that for my lunch tomorrow. That's good. good. Um, so, back with Edmund. The Queen is in a towering temper. Um, Edmund asks for more Turkish delight, but it's only <laughs> Learn to quit when you're ahead, Ed. I know. Like, please, Your Majesty... Could I have some more Turkish delight? You you did say, you, you said, silence, fool, she I'll answered. Disembowel you. Yeah. Bring the human creature f- food and drink. And yeah, bring some stale 
stale bread and water. Mm. And the bread is so stale, he can hardly eat it. Mm. Oh, and then he has the... Crust of water, glass of bread. He has the audacity. Take it away, said Edmund (gasps) sulkily. I don't want dry bread. But the witch suddenly turned on him with such a terrible expression on her face that he apologised and began to nibble at the bread that was so stale he could hardly get it down. You'll be glad enough of it when you taste bread again, said the witch. Okay, gosh. You're not so friendly as you were the first time. Yeah, I don't like you as much. And so they set out um, after the beavers, Morgan racing ahead while the witch, dwarf and Edmund go to find a longer route round to find a path for the sledge to cross over the river. Mm. So they've got to take the long route. Morgan and his guys are going on ahead to look for the beavers. Mm -hmm. God, there's um, hairs going everywhere. So the river is soaring. Well, she can't cross it anyway on her sledge, apparently. So, um, yeah. are you a witch or aren't you? I know, it's a bit late. Maybe it's time to throw about at this point. Just like get a fucked on a Turkish delight and clock it. <laughs> so um, they're travelling along when suddenly they stop and they can hear something. Someone sounding... What's that? Laughter? <laughs> Merriment? Is that the clinking of glasses? What have we here? <laughs> stop! And they did. How Edmund hoped she was going to say something about breakfast, but she had stopped for quite a different reason. A little way off at the foot of a tree sat a merry party, a squirrel and his wife with their children, and two satyrs, and a dwarf. I don't even know what that is. Um, That's what Mr. Tumnus is. Oh. I think. Satyrs. Fawns. I think they're all kind of the same thing. Okay, okay. I think. Human with some furry leg situation. Satyrs are some kind of... Yeah. Half breed. Probably <laughs> half breed. Probably half breed. I'm pretty sure satyrs are the same as um. See that or some cyclops? It's not that. Pegasus. <laughs> no, it's some, I'm pretty sure it's like fawny and a dwarf. Is and cyclops the right word for something that's half human, half horse? That seems weird. No, that's a fucking one-eyed giant. That's what I think. You're thinking of a centaur. A centaur, that's it. As I said, Cyclops, I was like, well, it's not that. That's what I was like, it doesn't sound right. What do I mean? Yeah, centaur, that's what centaur. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it might be some sort of century creature. <laughs> yeah. um, and an old dog fox, all on stools round a table. Edmund couldn't quite see what they were eating, but it smelled lovely. Oh, and there yeah. seemed to be decorations of holly. And he wasn't at all sure but he, um, that he didn't see something like a plum pudding. <gasps> at the moment when the sledge stopped, the fox was obviously the oldest person present, mm. had just risen to its feet, holding a glass in its right paw, mm. as if it were going to say something. Oh. But when the whole party saw the sledge stopping and who was in it, all the gaiety went out of their faces. The father squirrel stopped eating with his fork halfway to his mouth, and one of the satyrs stopped with its fork actually in its mouth, and the baby squirrel squeaked with terror. What is the meaning of this? asked the witch. Nobody answered. Speak, vermin, she said again. Or do you want my dwarf to find your tongue with his whip? What is the meaning of all this gluttony, this waste, this self-indulgence? Where did you get all these things? All right, Oliver Cromwell, come down. <laughs> Jesus. Because you're warty. Yeah. Please, your majesty, said the fox. We were given them. And if I might be so bold as to drink to your majesty's very good health. Oh, Who gave them to you, said the witch. Father Christmas, stammered the fox. What? roared the witch, springing from the sledge and taking a few strides nearer to the terrified animals. He has not been here. He cannot have been here. How dare you? But no, say you have been lying. You shall even now be forgiven. In that moment, one of the youngest squirrels lost its head completely. He has, he has, he has, it squeaked, beating its little spoon on the table. Shut up. Edmund saw the witch bite her lips so that a drop of blood appeared on her white cheek. Then she raised her wand. Oh, don't, don't, please don't, shouted Edmund. But even while he was shouting, she had waved her wand, and instantly, where the merry party had been, there were only statues of creature, one with its stone fork still fixed forever, halfway to its stone mouth. Sorry. Okay, I imagine he was putting it down, but just still when this whole, like, scene's going on, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) It's dad. Like the other one with um, his fork still in his mouth, like... "Mm -hmm." <laughs> or just one of them. I see which way this is going. Get it down, lads. <laughs> Cram. Oh. Yeah. Baby. Um, seated round a stone table on which there was a stone, there were stone plates and a stone plum pudding. An 
as for you, said the witch, Jesus. giving Edmund a stunning blow on his face as she remounted the sledge. Let that teach you to ask favour for spies and traitors. Drive on! Gosh. Edmund, for the first time in this story, felt sorry for someone besides him. It seemed so pitiful to think of those little stone figures sitting there all the silent days and all the dark nights, year after year, till the moss grew on them, and at last even their faces crumbled away. Well, thanks for ruining Christmas, Katie. Very Christmassy. <laughs> I hope so, when you're having your Christmas dinners today, guys, that... Um, well, you I, think about being turned to stone. Exactly, with your fork halfway to your mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's miserable out here. So, I'm not going to lie to you, lads. It's going to get a little less Christmassy from here on out. Well, that's why um, this one's the Christmas Day one. Yes. Yeah, so, so make the most of it. Make the most it's of it. It's all downhill. Because we're about to get real bitter about winter. Hmm? So... As they journey on, the sledge is getting bumpier and Edmund is feeling warm. He even hears the sound of running water and his birds chirping and the sweet smell of spring flowers. Ooh, that global warming, eh? Yeah. So the sledge, obviously designed to go on snow, it's just getting stuck and stuck mm. and it's just like keeps getting like more and more trapped in the mm. mud now. At long last, they're all get, they all get out and they're all trying to push it. But finally, the dwarf said, It's no good, your majesty. We can't sledge in this thaw. Then we must walk, said the witch. We shall never overtake them walking, growled the dwarf. Not with their start they've got. Are you my counsellor or are you my slave, said the witch. Oh, Do. I mean that, it's shitty, but that is a good response. That is a good, is a good mm. response. Um, Do as you're told. Tie the hands of the human creature behind it and keep hold of it at the end of the rope and take your whip and cut the harness of the reindeer. They'll find their own way home. And so the long walk begins. Trudgy, trudgy, trudge. Trudge, trudge. Every moment the patches of green grew bigger and the patches of snow grew smaller. Every moment more and more of the trees shook off their robes of snow. Soon, wherever you looked, instead of white shapes, you saw the dark green of firs or the black prickly branches of bare oaks and beeches and elms. Then the mist turned from white to gold and presently cleared altogether. Shafts of delicious sunlight struck down on the forest floor and overhead you could see a blue sky between the treetops. Soon, there were wonderful things happening. Coming suddenly round a corner into a glade of silver birch trees, Edmund saw the ground covered in all directions with little yellow flowers, celandines, the noise of water growing louder. Presently, they actually crossed a stream. Beyond it, they found snowdrops growing. Mind your own business, said the dwarf, <laughs> when he saw that Edmund had turned his head to look at them, and he gave a vi uh, the rope a vicious jerk. Dish. I just love that. Mind your own business. Mind your own business. So spring is coming. And this point... Sorry, is the dwarf the professor? Well, we could all try minding our own business. <laughs> they, are, they are but one. <laughs> yeah. Never seen them in the same room together. So spring be on its way. Back with Peter um, and the children and the beavers. They have also noticed the change in the weather. The sun's coming Ooh. out. They've actually had to discard their big coats. Ooh. They've also had... leave them, like, by the side. Yeah, little outs, I know. It's not really longer. And also seasons it's going to come round again you're going to you're going to want that kind yeah. so they had left the course of the big river some time ago for one had to turn a little to the right that meant a little to the south to reach the place of the stone table Mm -hmm. Even if this had not been um, their way, they couldn't have kept to the river valley once the thaw begun. For with all that melting snow and the river was soon in flood, a wonderful, roaring, thundering yellow flood. Nice. Um, and their path would have been underwater. It's and, really gross, the yellow flood. I know. And, no, and now the sun got low and the light got redder and the shadows got longer and the flowers began to think about closing. Not long now, said Mr Beaver, and began leading them uphill across a very steep springy moss. It felt nicer under their feet. In a place where only tall trees grew very wide apart, the climb at the end of the long day made them all pant and blow. And just as Lucy was wondering whether she could really get to the top um, without another long rest, suddenly they were at the top and this is what they saw. They were on a green open space from which you could look down on the forest spreading as far as one could see in every direction, except right ahead. There, far to the east, was something twinkling and moving. By gum, whispered Peter to Susan, the sea! In the very middle of this open hilltop 
was the stone table. It was a great grim slab of grey stone supported on four upright stones. It looked very old and was cut all over with strange lines and figures that might be the letters of an unknown language. Mm-hmm. They gave you a curious feeling when you looked at them. The next thing they saw was a pavilion pitched on one side of the open place. A wonderful pavilion it was, and especially now when the light of the setting sun fell upon it, with sides of what looked like yellow silk and cords of crimson and ten pegs of ivory. And high above it... Uh, ivory? No. Meant yeah, to be pro animals. Meant to be pro animals. And high above it on a pole, a banner which bore a red rampant lion fluttering in the breeze, which was blowing in their faces from the far off sea. While they were looking at this, they heard a sound of music, and on their right, and turning in that direction, they saw what they had come to see. Aslan? Well, you have to wait till next week, won't oh, you? I have to wait till 2024, guys. Unless you're on Patreon, then um, they'll probably still be this side of the year change. Uh, <clears throat> well, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Thanks and, for tuning in, guys. And I hope none of you get turned to stone whilst having your Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah, just watch out for creepy white witches le- leering in at the window. And little boys that are addicted to Turkish delight crack. Yeah. <laughs> just think about it, you're tucking into your Turkish delight. And what if some freaky old lady had given this to you? Yeah. Just think on that. Just what would you do about that? And also think about being the beavers, being all snuggly with tea for breakfast from Father yeah, Christmas. Yeah, that's a nice. nice sandwiches. And think, imagine the party in the woods with the animals when they didn't get interrupted. Because you know what? merry. There would have been parties that weren't interrupted by the White Witch. There would have been. And they would have had a lovely time, Katie. They would have had a lovely time. They would have eaten their plum pudding. And then you know what? They'd have woken up the next morning and it would already be spring. Is that not the dream? It is the fucking dream. And maybe those ones are at the stone table now. And they're they're like, like, we've had a brilliant couple of days. Like, these last few two days, mate. Perfection. (laughs) It's already like June. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I couldn't have had better if I'd written it, Martin. Very nice. Thanks, C.S. Lewis. There's literally a line that's sort of like, and in a couple of moments, it's uh, slipped from January to May. And I'm like, you bastards. (laughs) Oh, that's all we want that'll be us when we record next yeah. week i'm so fucking cold but well no, not right now i'm fucking hot but enjoy the cold for now because it's cozy and christmasy that is true enjoy your plum puddings and your mulled wines oh happy christmas guys merry christmas Bye. Bye. for fuck's sake bye <laughs>